Okay, 17 minutes to 9. It is time for personal mastery. Dr. Tsepiso Matenji joins us back on the show. She um, was on a break last week, but she's back. Doc, good morning. Welcome back. Good morning, family. How are you guys? We're doing good. I don't even know how to answer that question, Doc. Um, How are you? How are you? Yeah. Uh, um, I'm here. I am here and I get today, this is a therapy session for me uh, because mm-hmm. we're going to talk about the different ways that people grieve because I'm also, I've lost two family members, one after the other, two COVID-19 mm-hmm. and I've been in a house with people who were afflicted by COVID-19. I've gone from thinking that I'm going to die, worrying that people around me are going to die, to witnessing people dying, and then wanting to break myself, pull myself together, to face life again. So how do you die on a Monday morning? Yo, Doc, um, first of all, condolences to you and your family. I know yeah. it's very, very difficult. Um, I gave a story about my yeah. own personal experience. I mean, the last two weeks have been horrific, to say the least. You know, losing three family members in quick succession and you know, others still ill, etc. It really is difficult. So I don't know how to answer that question about how I am. And I think today's discussion, Doc, is critical because when we talk about grief, you know, we're talking about an experience and how we react to certain situations. Uh, How how do we cope with grief um, in this time when even time is of the essence? Do we even have time to grieve when you're faced with a pandemic that takes three, four family members at one go? Um, it is actually an important question, and hopefully when, when we're talking about this, people understand that it's the reality that we're facing, it's part of our new normal. We're not trying to spoil the rest of the weekend for, of the week for you on a Monday mm. morning. But um, talking about grief given in the, in, the life, in, in, the time, in the life and times of the pandemic, is that grief is a reaction that you experience to a loss in your life. And understand that the loss can refer to a death that... A uh, significant mm-hmm. one other has gone through, but it can also refer to a loss of physical or cognitive or other significant things in your life. For example, mm-hmm. the people who've lost employment, who have lost their homes, who've lost their sources of income, who've mm-hmm. lost relationships, as well as people who've lost all of that, including significant members or even their physical and cognitive abilities because of mental health issues or because of physical injuries. So we are talking about losing and mourning the loss of whatever it is that's happening in your life. And in the life of the pandemic, unfortunately, most of us are facing losses that are mental, that are physical, that are social, that are cognitive, that are also uh, relational because of you recognize that the people that you've had in your life, you no longer have those relationships, whether because you no longer work with them or because passed on. So I want mm-hmm. people to be able to go and read up about grief because there's different ways of grieving. And because of the pandemic and the multiple losses that people are experiencing, it is sometimes mm. difficult to even process what you are going through because you are being mm. hit with so many errors from multiple directions that you don't even know where to begin in dealing with your mm. losses. So there's mm. an article mm. that I wanted people to refer to. It's called it's on elite.com. They can go and look at the types of this. Now, more, did you know that there are 15 types of grief? 
And when you look at them, uh, I think when I was going through the list, I realized that I can't cover all of them, but so many of them seem to refer to me. So I just want to have a conversation with people so that they can educate themselves about the different types of grief and how to go through the different, uh, identifying what, what each process they are going through, but also at what stage do you actually recognize that uh, this is not just a normal type of grief. I'm not just mm-hmm. going through the day that I've done it before. I need to go into professional health because I am stuck and this is getting worse. Mm. Yeah, Doc, the natural reaction when someone that we care about is, is going through a period of grief is to want to comfort them. And ordinarily, you know, we'd show that gesture of care and comfort through a hug or, you know, just holding someone. And in these times, we can't because of social distancing. How else can we that are looking from the outside in be uh, a source of strength for those who are going through grief? Um. And, and, and I'm going to be a bit biased with regards to this because what I have realized is that uh, a lot of us black people, we say to people, Skala, mm-hmm. as though all of those experiences somehow will take away the, the pain, the urge of pain away and the person mm-hmm. must just be strong. And that's a challenge because of we think that by strengthening them and telling them those types of affirmations, because the intention to try and affirm it's not to destroy you we end up thinking that for as long as we are there with you and we're giving all those positive affirmations it will lessen the grief when in fact for the person who's experiencing it it is not helpful at all because it minimizes the fact that i am in pain yes because of short distancing and all the other challenges that goes with the pandemic we are not able to show you a form of support properly but not acknowledging the fact that i am hurting through every part of my body and i'm struggling to wake up and you telling me, ah, be strong, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're making me feel like I am strong. So I want to mm-hmm. talk to people also about the fact that there's other ways that you, somebody who's trying to provide support, can actually hijack, emotional hijacking of the grieving process. Let me give you an example. You find that Pearl is busy crying and she's feeling that, and you say, oh, don't worry, Pearl, and you try to cheer up. Your intention is good, but what happens is that you leave there feeling that I've cheered her up because I told her a couple of jokes, and Pearl is laughing now, she's no longer crying. Mm. You feel good mm. that you've made Pearl stop crying. But you've actually what you've done is that you've interrupted her process of expressing, externalizing that pain and releasing it from her body. You've hijacked her into something positive. It makes you feel better. But what happens is that when you leave, she now has to confront those negative things, those negative emotions alone. When you could have been there and just kept quiet and been present, whether it mm. means that you put on your gloves and you hold it and sanitize afterwards, or you just sit in silence. So be mindful of emotionally hijacking other people in terms of their grieving process, because then you are encouraging other types of unhealthy processes of grieving, mm-hmm. like delayed grief, where the reactions and the emotions in response to that loss are being postponed to a later time. And we know that that could actually have a major impact later on on that person in terms of healing and relief and, and, and resume their life in a normal way. Mm-hmm. That is such an important point to bring across, Doc. And uh, yeah, um, it, it is also important to note that uh, grieving is a process and a very important one at that. All right, Dr. Tsebisoma Denji joins us right now for Personal Mastery. Today we're talking about mourning the loss of someone or something important in your life and why grief is such an important process that you need to allow to happen. If you have any experiences, maybe you've lost um, someone dear, a couple of people, whether it's family or friends, close ones, 
especially in this time of COVID-19 where everything has to happen so quickly. I mean, literally a matter of days and uh, this person needs to be buried. And there's all types of protocol that kicks in that almost limits what you can do before their final resting place. So all of that really takes a knock on you emotionally and psychologically. If you have any experiences, we'd love for you to hear or we'd love for you to share your stories with us so we can hear what you are going through as well. 089-110-3377 or you can tweet us hashtag the morning flavor. Right. There's absolutely no question that the COVID-19 pandemic has uh, altered the way we live our lives and also has created a new context for people to deal with death and grief and the loss of people who are important in your life and things that are important in your life, whether it's jobs, uh, your income and everything else, really. And um, we've established that grieving is a process and it needs to flow. Dr. Tepiso Matenji joins us on the line on Personal Mastery. Doc, um, I'm glad you, you are entrenching the point here that grief is a process that we need to let unfold. Does it work the same with children and adults? I guess what I'm trying to ask is, you know, the difference between an adult grieving and a child grieving. Um, I guess in terms of losses, uh, everybody experiences a loss. It's more how we process it and how, how it manifests, how it, ex- how it is expressed that will differ. And particularly with children, children are very much connected in terms of their multi-sensors, multi-sensory um, experiences. So they will be able to process it differently. They might not necessarily be able to understand what it means to have lost somebody, and they might not even be able to, 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 to understand the ramifications, the long-term impact of what that loss looks like. However, you might find that they manifest their grief in terms of nightmares, they might have bad dreams, they might be fearful of the dark, they might be fearful of the same situations where they do not feel they, do, they understand what's happening or they feel a bit insecure or threatened. They might also be clingy and you find that for some kids they tend to be regressed or they are completely tired of you crying. They're feeling like, ah, you're just always talking about this, the loss. I've, I've had kids say to me, they keep reminding me that my daddy is gone. I know he's gone. Can we stop talking about it already? They want to move on to happy mm-hmm. things that are just easy and just living in the moment. So children experience it and express it very, very differently. And it's important as adults to be mindful of the fact that they may not want to talk about it the way you want to talk about it with Sipi, so in your, in your session. They might not even want to talk about, oh, this is what it means from now on. They might be able to process it different ways. They might be listening to a song or eating a favorite thing and then just drop it. Like, ah, oh, this reminds me when Daddy and I used to go to this and this and this and this, and that's it, they move on. Or they might be thinking that, no, I don't want to sleep uh, alone tonight. Can I sleep with you? You don't understand that's them saying I'm missing 
saying, Daddy, but it's a way of, I just want to cling to you. And you actually allow yourself to be in that moment. And then finally, you find out that, oh, that is actually how they were expressing the fact that they were missing the presence of their parents. So it's important as adults to recognize that we might not be able to recognize the way that they're expressing that grief. But when you remain tuned in, in terms of the behavioral, the physical, and the emotional aspect of how they express, it's possible for them to feel comfortable to be able to finally verbalize because for some kids, they're struggling to put in that pain into words and they might show it mm. in terms of physical and behavioral aspects. But the other thing mm. is that you need to be able to take care of yourself in order to be able to be in tune with what your child is going through, which means if you are presenting a picture of, I'm fine, let's all be strong, let's all move on because you're in a funeral mode and problem solving and functional mode, you might miss the small signs that your children are missing the fact that they used to be living in this neighborhood, no, no, they're no longer in that neighborhood. They used to enjoy the fact that they used to have pizza Fridays. Now they no longer have it and they have to be okay with some And you're missing the mm. fact that that anger outburst and those tantrums is the indication that our quality of life, we've lost it and we're not happy with it. But you just think that ah, they're being ungrateful and they're being cantankerous when in fact it's their way of expressing that grief. Mm. Gosh, we're even almost out of time, Doc, but I have to bring this one in. The relationship between grief and time. People sometimes say, give it time, give it mm, time. Mm. I mean, does it ever end? Um, it, it Look, it does, but the time differs, and it also differs based on the personality, based on the number of griefs you've, you've experienced. For example, right now with the COVID-19, we are seeing a lot of people experiencing chronic grief because they have actually experienced multiple losses, which is cumulative grief, all of them happening within the short period of time. But then also, because you are having a lot of those griefs happening uh, um, at the same time, it's taking you a long time to go through dealing with those, which makes it go on for much longer than typically you would go through something that you've lost. And you find that the people, because of that, um, you are struggling to deal with the actual different losses that have happened in the time that you have, because life has to go on. And then we end up with people who are uh, developing like uh, clinical depression, who are suicidal, who become um, who have self-harming thoughts, and even substance abuse. So when you are going through this, particularly because of the pandemic, slow down and actually understand that how you may be going through the amount of time you might need to recover might be different simply because of the situation. Mm. And when you are struggling to go through it emotionally and physically, understand it might be time for you to go and seek professional help so that they're able to deal with it. Also, be careful of masking grief where it looks like you are okay because you're not indicating any kind of um, typical that you might expect that you're grieving because you've suppressed them and you're going on with life in terms of doing what needs to get done in order to survive. And what happens is that you are not actually demonstrating and going through the proper process of grieving. And then later on it hits you when you're supposed to be typically okay, but actually you are not because you've actually been suppressing all of that pain. So be mindful of not just dealing with things as they are as if everything is okay. Try and get access to help where you are not coping. And even if you think you are coping because it looks like you're remaining functional. Yeah, Doc, and I don't even know if there's time for you to respond to these two comments, but I have to read them anyway. So uh, we have Victor here who says, my dad died on Thursday in the Eastern Cape. I'm in Cape Town. I had to make a permit, waited for death certificates from my sister, sent it on Friday late. They buried on Saturday as per COVID rules. I arrived after he's been buried. I will never be okay. I never saw his body. My goodness, I cannot Hmm. even imagine 
Victor, what that is like. Absolutely dreadful. And yeah. indeed, sorry about your loss. Yeah. Um, it's just, oh man, yeah. my heart is even uh, pounding as we speak. Here's another comment here. This is Mashlati R saying, I lost my uncle two months ago. It wasn't COVID though. The funeral procession was so brief. The pandemic doesn't give the family a proper chance to say goodbye. Yes. I mean, that's the essence yeah. of it at yeah. all, isn't it, Doc? The chance to say goodbye, it just yes, it is. isn't there. Yeah, it isn't fair at all. It's like you're being robbed of the opportunity for you to just immerse yourself and, and, and feel the loss of a significant person. And you're supposed to be yanked out of it and move on with life as normal as you're supposed to. And when in fact it's not even possible. So the, 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 the COVID situation is actually helping us or exposing us to collective grief. All of us, we are grieving for one thing or another. And as a result, we're going through this. It's important for us to support it, but it's also forcing us to have abbreviated grief, meaning that we have a very short-lived response to the loss because we have to go on with other things that we need to do instead of just going through and experience it properly. So it is okay for us to cry out and provide support so that we can we can go through it together. Don't go through it alone. Don't brave it on your own. Talk to other people as well. Dr. Tepisoma Denji, thank you so much for sharing your own personal experience and also sharing light on how these matters can be addressed and uh, the importance of grief um, as we try and heal um, on this journey. Thank you so much for your time and all the best. We wish you well and uh, Godspeed to you and your family, okay? And thank you to you too, Mo, and to everybody listening. Uh, we're going to make it through. We just have to hang in there. We'll make it. Thank you so much. All right, Doc. And we love you. We love you sure. very much, Dr. Tsepisoma Denji. So please keep that in your heart. All right. And on that note, uh, we are done. As she said, the Doc earlier, we're not trying to depress you, but... I mean, yeah. it is what it is. So let's uh, let's let's take it head on, because mm-hmm. it is what it is. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, we we're out of time, guys. Are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. condolences to everyone once again who's lost anyone that they love. Um, our thoughts are with you, and may you be comforted through it all. With that said, a speedy recovery to Mama Joy, who is a London Pirates super fan. I understand that she hasn't been well. Um, I hope that she gets all her strength back and she can continue to fight. Up next is the bridge from 9 to 12 to brighten up your day. So be with them throughout. It's a good morning. A good, good day. day. And, and good vibes. Good vibes.